Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. This is one of those episodes where I'm going to wing it. I really just didn't know what to say. I had something planned, but I just, that wasn't what God was telling me to put out there this week. And so I have um, two episodes planned coming up soon that are based around Hannah. And I was going to put those out this week, but that's not what God had planned for me. And so I got to go with what God's telling me to go with. And that all started with me being convicted at church this morning. So I want to start with a Bible verse or a couple of Bible verses, actually three out of Isaiah 61. I'm reading out of the King James version because when I get to verse three, I really liked how it was said in the King James version versus the other versions. So this is verses one through three, Isaiah 61, one through three. Verse one, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Two, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to conform all that mourn. Three, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The past five Sundays at church, there has been a message called Beauty in the Mess. And it's a guide to families from Ephesians. And it's real, it's really been a good series. But today I just was very convicted by some of the things that were being said. And this has not been my best week, not at all. I, I don't know what's going on. I've been really off. My mood has been terrible. Um, I've not been very pleasant to people around me and it's affecting my relationships and there's been more bickering. Um, even my son and I got into it last Sunday and we just don't do that. And it was because of me. 
today's message was at church was about beware of the weeds and clear the weeds. But I equated that to clouds, clouds of smoke. So I feel like this week I've just been surrounded by a cloud of smoke that has hindered my vision, my thoughts, my my words, everything is getting muffled by the smoke. You know how when you're around heat, things sound distorted. When you're sitting out by a campfire and you're trying to talk through some, to somebody on the other side of the campfire, it will distort what's coming to them, what they're hearing from you. And so I feel like I've been in the fire this week and there's smoke all around me and the fire is distorting everything that I am saying. And it is causing me not to be able to see what I need to see clearly. You know, we hear about get out of your own way. Well, I have, I have not only been impeding my own self this week with my attitude and my behavior, the words that are coming out of my mouth, but I've been in God's way all week long. I have impeded him from helping me to help me grow, to help me put out a message this week. When I am in my own way, nothing is working well. And God is not able to do what he needs to do through me because I'm not allowing him to do that. So I am titling this episode as Beauty in the Ashes because I just feel like I've been in the fire all week with every relationship, everything that I've touched. It just seems to catch on fire and it's just not going well. And one of the things that God really put on my heart during church was that there needs to be some self-realization. I was quick to blame others this week. I was quick to judge their words, their behaviors, their thoughts, the way they were doing things. And that's not for me to judge. I cannot control other people. I can control how I react to what they're doing. And I did not control myself at all. I had a complete meltdown yesterday and I was driving down the road and I literally had to stop the car and have my boyfriend drive because I was crying so hard I couldn't even see to continue down the road and it was becoming unsafe. And then we're on the way to a family reunion and we get to another town and we're stopped at a stoplight and the car jerked all of a sudden. My boyfriend looked at me and he's like, what was that? And I just instantly knew that the guy behind us had rolled into us. And so we get out. Thank goodness there was no damage to my car. Just one tiny little um, spot that was kind of scratched on my bumper. But the guy was not, he wasn't able to continue. And we were talking to him. And the more that we talked to him, the more we realized he was not safe to be on the road either. But he didn't have that self-realization. So he was stumbling around and he, I'm like, dude, you are, you can't even walk. And he's like, oh, I've got vertigo. I'm like, um, no, we need to do some very serious, deep self-realization here. You don't have vertigo, my friend. You're either high or you're drunk. So I called the state patrol because I felt like that was my duty to make him not be on the road, to help him get off of the road so everyone is safe. I couldn't get him off of the road myself, but I could take care of somebody else 
being in place for that to happen. But then my own self, I had some self-realization today, some self-reflection. And this week has been so hard, but now it's just, there's so much weight lifted off of me, realizing that I don't have to do this on my own. I don't have to fix the problems. I can just give it to God and he can take care of it and he can help me know what to say, know what to do. And now that I know that I was in my own way and his way, I can move over and let him step on around me and get us where I need to be, get me where I need to be. He already knows where I need to be and he's all good. He doesn't need me. He can move me anyway. But now that I've relinquish that control to him, he's able to do what he wanted to do in the first place because I'm not impeding this journey. And most of this is just from stress and and some anxiety that I've had about some things that are going on, things that are out of my control, but that I really still want to control even though I can't. And so I, I just need that freedom to say, God, take it from me. Take it over. Do what you need to do. I give it to you and I'm going to just let you do with it what you want to do. Do with me what you want to do. I don't have to control anyone else or their actions. I don't have to control what they say. If I'm offended by something that someone says, then that's on me. And I just need to give it up and let God take care of it. God will judge them and will he will take care of what needs to be taken care of with anybody else. And it's not my place to do anything about it. It is my place to give them grace and forgiveness and know that the spirit of God is with me and upon me. And when I had my breakdown yesterday, he gave me comfort and and I literally almost couldn't stop crying yesterday. Like it was just this flood of emotions that just would not stop. And I think that he allowed that person to bump into me, us. I wasn't driving, but I think he allowed that person to bump into us to take my focus off of my own selfishness, my own self-pity. And as I think about it now, even right at this moment, it kind of hit me that this was the first family reunion that my mom is not around there. And that could be part of where I was having some stress and some anxiety manifest. But God will take all of that suffering and that mourning and all of our self-pity and all of the things that we feel so bad about that we grieve over. And he will turn all of those ashes from that fire into something beautiful. He will take away everything ugly and make something beautiful out of it. So I just want you to know, that it doesn't matter if you've lost a job. It doesn't matter if your kids have all moved out of your home. It doesn't matter if you've lost a parent. Whatever you're suffering and mourning over, God can turn that into something beautiful, something wonderful. That doesn't mean we're not sad. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be sad. That doesn't mean we can't cry or have moments. But when we cry and we have those moments, 
We've got to reach out to God. We can't just cry. We have to cry out to God so he can step in and he can cradle us and take care of us in a way that no one else can. Just know, my friends, that you can do anything you are supposed to do, that your purpose is going to be clarified. It may not be in a week or two, but God will, he will clarify everything for you and he will help you through all of your suffering, all of your mourning, all of your pain, all of your grievances, all of your losses. And he will give you the journey of a lifetime if you will just let him. I thank you so much for listening to me, for laughing with me, for crying with me, and for giving me grace when I break down, (laughs) and for being happy with me when I'm laughing and enjoying things, because I also have moments of weakness, and I would love to think that I have it all together all the time, but that's not a reality. We can't have it together all of the time. And if we think we do, then we're lying to ourselves and we're cheating God out of the chance to help us through this, this wonderful, crazy life. I just thank you so much again. Have an amazing Monday. Have a great week. I will see you back here on Friday. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget that over in the Facebook group, Sisterhood of the Marvelous Midlife Women, we are starting a Bible study today. It's called Wait and See, Finding Peace in God's Pauses and Plans by Wendy Pope. And you can get to the Facebook group and get started with us. I will have those links, that link in the show notes. We would love to have you. It doesn't matter if you have your book. We're still going to get started. And you can join us whether you have your book or not. And you can go ahead and get it ordered and still continue with us while you're waiting. I love you. I thank you. Have an amazing day, my friends. Bye-bye.